Welcome one, welcome all to episode 188 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, July 29th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid, Captain Logan. And in this episode, we discuss Xbox's newfound relationship with Square Enix as the CEOs of both companies make nice. A new Xbox dashboard is rolling out to gamers, albeit a bit slowly, and the rumor mill has kicked up once again regarding Red Dead Redemption Remastered. Hmm. Assets are popping up around the web and people are wondering. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan? We like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I I, I would say that this week is probably a more relaxed week mm-hmm. than we normally did. Um, I mean, we did. I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but we did get a really interesting uh, controller for TMNT. And, and I, I, I don't know about you. I, I did my due diligence. I'm, I'm trying to get that smelly pizza controller, See? but... I just want a TMNT controller. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want the smell thing, um, but I love TMNT. Like yeah. I love TMNT. And so I'm so stoked for the new movie. Um, mm. I've been playing the Calabunga collection again. I'm stoked for the DLC for Shredder's yeah. Revenge. I want those new controllers, man. They, they look cool. Yeah, I don't know that I'd cool. be sniffing them, but I want one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, for those of you that don't know, we, we might get into it a little bit later. Cause I, I do want to talk about that tweet that you put out as well too, if we have time about like which two characters you would pick oh yeah sure or maybe maybe you know what maybe there's a little behind the scenes here maybe we could say that for the uh the wrap-up the xbox wrap-up yeah i'm down we with that. Do that yeah we can right. have a little team and t on wrap-up i'm down with that sweet, sweet. okay sweet. otherwise yeah i'm doing good we had some really we had a big announcement before gamescom that i wasn't expecting with this this week so i'm ready okay. to get into that yeah, it, it was interesting for sure. And I'm curious what that means going forward. But uh, what are your words of kindness, my friend? Um, you know, I wanted to thank just my community in general. Um, honestly, like the 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 folks Keohol? in my in the Keohol community and in XCP community, I have not really had like a whole lot of attention painted. Like I've been paying attention to stuff, but I just feel like I've been so busy with work I really haven't had a chance to kind of like stick with things yeah so like this whole week i've been grinding destiny 2 and just have not really connected with anyone or or mm. really interacted it doesn't feel like i've really done anything but um shout out to the to the folks that have been just like you know chatting it up and whatnot and and supporting folks i've been doing daily walks for like pokemon go and stuff like that and i've been chatting with folks about like catching pokemon and catching up on like what the heck I've even been missing. By the way, that whole like Pokemon home stuff, I don't know if you've ever dabbled. It is it is a weird system. Like the whole Pokemon system. Like I don't know what they're I don't know what they're doing over there. But mm-hmm. man, they gotta figure out like how to how to make that stuff all intuitive because it is it is it is dense to is try it? and understand all that stuff. It's it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you to the to the community members who've been uh just having great conversations that I've been able to like skim through but Mm -hmm. 
not really interact with. <laughs> sometimes that's what you need. Like sometimes it's I need to escape into one game and just focus on work and, and have one game, but not be involved in the conversation. I have I get what I call headset fatigue where like when I have my mm. headset on, I need to be involved in something. Whereas I can just take it off. I just listen and just passively be a part of something as opposed to uh, interacting. It's a yeah. different type of engagement and relaxation. Um, yeah. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes That's you so funny too. I never thought about that, but yeah, there's most definitely like, there's a point, like if I have my headphones on, I should probably be interacting with something mm -hmm. and whatnot. But then like I go sit on the couch and I, and I don't use headphones and I'm just kind of like, it's different. I'm, I feel disconnected from everything and I'm just in the, just playing what I'm playing kind of yeah. thing. It's weird. Totally know what you mean. Totally know what you That's mean. Funny. I didn't, last summer I escaped into Sea of Thieves and I just played Sea of Thieves for hours on end by myself, no headphones, just, just playing, sailing, doing whatever. Um, cause mm. I, I, I had fatigue from everything else. And so sometimes it's just like that. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. But what about you? How was your week? What are your words of kindness? Oh man. Um, I want to, first I want to congratulate Neo prime 33, uh, mm. from our, our community. Cause, uh, he won a year of ant stream, uh, awesome patron and supporter. Uh, so I want to shout out him, uh, for winning a year of ant stream. It's been gifted to your account, Neo. So check that out, bud. Um, and I wanted to give uh, words of kindness to Jose Martinez from the nerd chat. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to update my avatar because my avatar on 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 X <laughs> uh, on Twitter and, and whatnot is the 360 avatar image from the Xbox 360. And I yeah. want basically an updated version of that still kind of the same. And I put a call out and he responded very kindly. And like I want to use that avatar-esque image in thumbnails, all my profiles in general. So it's kind of synonymous with Insipid Ghost. Um, yeah. And he was just supportive and very kind. He's a fellow educator and just made my week. And so watching Nerd Chat this Aww. past week, we got to be in the chat there and, and yeah. watch them and support them. That was cool. So just shout out to them, Jose. See, that's, and, that's so much better of us. Like you actually like put some some genuine because i remember we were talking and we were playing fortnite while we were like lurking yeah. in their chat and stuff and mm -hmm. i was like that's a good shout because they were they were really happy to see some folks pop in yeah it was cool i had their uh their link in our discord as well uh so i know a few people from our discord jumped over and listened as well so that was cool yeah definitely well uh logan we have two new patrons this week and i would love for you to read those names and give them their uh due diligence uh yeah guys so yeah, go ahead. You go first. This, this was really cool. We got uh, Zach LeCouture back. Mm -hmm. Welcome back. Zach. Glad to have you back. And then we got a new folk that dropped in, uh, Rick Gaffney, which yeah. Gaffney is a last name I don't think I've ever seen, but I actually really like it. it Rick's cool. He interacts with us on Twitter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Gaffney. I just, I never, I never like gave much thought to last names, but LeCouture and uh, Gaffney, two really good last names, but. Thank you for for subbing. Thanks for resubbing. Appreciate the uh, the love and support you guys are bringing. Big time. We really appreciate it. Uh, and listeners, remember, if you want to support us on Patreon, you help us keep the lights on. You keep the content coming. You can go to patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. We appreciate you so much. Uh, at Tier 2 and Tier 3, you get a shout-out on the show and access to Creator Talk and the Xbox Wrap-Up at Tier 3. Uh, Creator Talk, we just had on Mr. Matty Plays from Defining Duke. Um, that was a really good conversation. I hope you guys check that out because that was just really cool. Gave a lot of insight on being a content creator and such. So uh, do, don't miss that one. It's pretty darn good. Um, and our, our conversation with King David uh, is now out to the public as well for non-patrons. But 
it's time to give those tier two and three shout outs their due diligence. So <clears throat> it's my week to read and I am ready. Robbie Bobby Miller, Silent Cypher, Xbox Skittle, Rick Gaffney, Zach LaCoulter, Hafrican, a.k.a. Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys for supporting XEP over at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. Again, you keep the lights on, you keep the content coming. We appreciate you immensely. <clears throat> Logan, we had a unique week here uh, with, with Xbox. It was a quiet news week until Final Fantasy XIV was announced to be coming to Xbox. This is big news. Uh, there was a Final Four, Final Fantasy event in Las Vegas uh, where they showed the new expansion to Final Fantasy XIV uh, and other kind of Final Fantasy content. And unexpectedly, Xbox lead Phil Spencer made an appearance on stage and revealed that after years and years of fans waiting, Final Fantasy XIV is finally making its way to Xbox. Uh, it's going to be arriving on Xbox Series S and X. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, sporting 4k uh, it's going to have faster load time it's going to be coming with uh, the new expansion as well as previous expansions uh, this was a pretty big deal yeah yeah i thought this was so i don't know about you but i i play i play the mmo from time to time okay and uh i've with, heard rumors playing, yeah so <laughs> from time to time I, I don't know if you know this but i've actually been playing uh world of warcraft since vanilla uh, back in 2004 Ooh. So uh no, not com not all the time, but I I really like WoW. Uh I think it's it stems from the fact that I've had like a long history with Blizzard and just Warcraft in general. And of course um, WoW is an Xbox first party title, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Now it's it's really it's it's really fantastic to know. <laughs> Screams Xbox. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. If you ever go down to Stranglethorn Vale, there's just a bunch of Xboxes you have to murder skin and then turn in the pelts for. Uh and and I, uh, I wanted to make a better joke there. Uh, there's a, uh, a, a something that actually translates really well for anyone that is a, a World of Warcraft fan or an MMO fan that has been missing on console. Like a lot of folks have been asking, especially because of this acquisition, will they make a console version of World of Warcraft for Xbox? Mm -hmm. And this is honestly the next best thing. Like, I understand there's a lot of folks that are going to love the American aesthetic of World of Warcraft compared to the uh, Japanese aesthetic of, of Final Fantasy XIV. But if you like World of Warcraft and you have an Xbox, you're probably going to really love Final Fantasy XIV because the way that they do their their Trinity system with a healer, a DPS, a tank, all that stuff is the same. But to see this announcement come... This, I, I don't know if people really understand just how big Final Fantasy 14 is on, on PlayStation. Like, it's absolutely huge. A ton of folks play Final Fantasy 14. It's really cool that they announced the expansion, but to see Phil come out, like, dude, I'm still kind of like, that's crazy. Like, I'm going to be able to play Final Fantasy 14 on my Xbox for once, and I... I won't have to go through the PC and all the, all the launcher screens and, and outdated systems that they have. 
Um, and, and most of the content, that's the other thing too. The, most of the content for Final Fantasy 14 is free. Like there's a lot of content that's actually just free. You can play hours upon hours of this game completely free of charge. And they do have mm-hmm. a monthly service, but honestly, like you can, you can dip your toe into this and have a long, like hundred hours at least worth of free gameplay just to jump into this. But this was really cool. I, I was really surprised by this, but I don't know what it, what, coming from your perspective, Luke, d- is this a big deal to you? Like, are you going to try it all like at, at, at some point or what do you think? So, so I, I think it is an absolutely a big deal, right? Because we've seen a lot of uh, inconsistency in the relationship between Xbox and Square Enix in the last few years. PlayStation's been doing exclusivity deals like Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake's sequel, which the name escapes me at the moment. Um, But cutting deals, essentially saying, we want this to be a PlayStation exclusive, a timed exclusive. Uh, I'll cite Forspoken. That's got a two-year timed exclusivity agreement for console, so it can't come to Xbox. Octopath Traveler 2, that is not coming to Xbox, at least based on the most recent information. And yet the first one was uh, on uh, on Xbox and even in Game Pass. And we've seen so much inconsistency. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, thank you. Um, so it's really nice to see that this new CEO of Square Enix, uh, Takashi Kiru. Uh, yeah, is, good call out, by the way. I wanted to touch about that, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, it's nice to see him uh, making an effort to... Uh, reach reach across the aisle and build a relationship. We know that Xbox, we often say Phil Spencer, but Xbox as a company has been working very hard to build relationships with major Japanese publishers uh, and developers. You can cite Sega's Atlas with this. You can cite Sega in general, Capcom in general. You've seen uh, so many different franchises come to Xbox as a result of their working across the aisle. And years ago, I think it was in 2019, we saw at an XO event, uh, all the Final yep. Fantasy games rolled out. Hey, we're coming to Game Pass. We're building this relationship. And then it seemingly stymied and stopped. Uh, so to see this new CEO of Square Enix, uh, to see Phil Spencer making comments about building a relationship, working on games for the future, I'll read that quote in a moment, to me was very uplifting because um, it's it's important to have parity and competition between the major players. I think that it's hugely important. And one thing we've seen over the last few uh, months is that Xbox is lagging behind, is struggling. PlayStation just hit an incredibly successful 40 million consoles sold. And that is freaking amazing, right? It's a great, it's a great console despite its size. I don't like the size, but like great console, great library. The service is doing very well, treating its fans very well. That's deserved success. Xbox may not be angling for console sales, but they are working on engagement, and I think that's part of why this deal is important. They are working on bringing subscriptions, bringing titles, not having a gap in the library. So I was uh, encouraged by this news on several different levels. Um, that was that was kind of my uh, arm armchair take. I'm not a Final Fantasy guy. I doubt I'd play anything unless it was the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, but maybe maybe I'm wrong, right? Like, who knows? Maybe this is what gets me in. Um, but I think it's really good for the community and for the interest level because having some square, you know, final fantasy games, some not some, yes, some no, the inconsistency I think is, uh, not how you build a fan base. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I really love the fact that you bring up the that we have a new CEO at Square Enix because the last CEO, not only did they sell off the Western Studios and get rid of like Tomb Raider IP to uh, what was it Embracer, Embracer. I think bought it, mm-hmm. and now they it was constantly pushing like blockchain, 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 and I'm like, bro, that's not the way to go. That's not going to win over gamers at all, mm-hmm. and. I think this is the first time we've ever seen a Square Enix game uh, actually do well, according to their sales metrics. So Final Fantasy 16 was like the first game of all the games that they've made in the past that are just like, hey, it actually met expectations. And it's like, oh, that's because you have someone new who has yeah. better expectations of what Setting these games should be you. doing. Yeah. So, yeah, the fact that Takashi's in charge right now. Um, I wish him all the luck in the world. Uh, I hope that they that they continue to um, bring stellar games to Xbox, continue to support uh, Final Fantasy 14. That game is hands down the thing that is keeping that company afloat with the monthly subscribers. Um, anyone that that wants to prove otherwise, I'll, I'll happily look at the uh, the metrics on that. But in, as far as I'm concerned, Final Fantasy's 14 is the thing that that keeps that that company up and uh knowing that games like forspoken didn't quite hit but is still something that a lot of folks who actually dove into the systems actually dove into the game and gave it an, an earnest chance uh how did really like it they they did say that the, the you know i've seen people talk about that game pretty highly as far as like a combat system goes once you actually understand that so it's like yeah you may not agree with like the choices of dialogue or or you know how they've presented the story but the game is solid and the game actually plays really well that's it's something that i'm hoping will move its way over to xbox as well too i think it'd be a fantastic game for like game pass Mm -hmm. to give folks an opportunity to try it without the burden of of having to look up reviews to see if it's worth the cost Mm -hmm. um something like that would be great i also really hope that when final fantasy 14 comes to uh xbox in the spring that they are able to do like kind of what they did with destiny 2 when destiny 2 was kind of shopping around for uh, a buyer you know and they they offered um beyond light in game pass for a full year Mm -hmm. it was a great expansion to add there it -hmm. offered a lot of content for folks to be able to go in and play through it and and enjoy that content without necessarily having to shell out the money i hope they kind of do that with final fantasy 14 there's a lot of content for final fantasy 14 that is uh past expansions and they kind of roll them up into into like the the main thing but giving players an opportunity to have like you know three months of of unlimited access to final fantasy 14 through game pass would be a huge win to onboard a lot of people who have heard about Final Fantasy 14, know that it's an MMO, know that it's popular, but it is uh, solely something that's like on on console as as like an MMO as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be very curious to see how many folks transition from ESO to Final Fantasy 14 because ESO mm-hmm. is probably one of the the it's it's as far as i know the only xbox mmo but it's also one of the biggest uh franchises for xbox when it comes to like monthly subscribers like a lot of people subscribe to eso on console uh Mm -hmm. so i'd be very curious to see like if there's any kind of transitioning now that we have access to that but the the relationships that they're building seeing that happen and seeing like phil 
like you said, 2019 XO was a fantastic showing. You know, we got to see like Everwild and stuff, but we got to see all of uh, the Yakuza games and the Final Fantasy games mm-hmm. be brought together and a commitment to uh, developing relationships with, you know, Japanese developers and stuff like that. And, you know, here it is, what is it, like four years later, we're still seeing Phil constantly and in Xbox kind of constantly push to get more and more of that content onto Xbox. So mm-hmm. seeing the stuff with like the Persona games, seeing the stuff with the Final Fantasy games, and now mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy 14, I am really hoping that folks will get an opportunity to play through Final Fantasy 7 Remake as well as Rebirth and just have access to it. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's a third-party content. We just saw High, High, uh, High on Life go over to PlayStation. It was like recently shadow dropped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we got a trade high on life for final fantasy 14 as far as exclusivity i'm totally fine with it i that's mm-hmm. that works for me well we also got stray that's coming in uh, pretty that's big true deal there yeah ps exclusive stray day one ps plus game ah, timed exclusives frustrate me i just, it's just strange. Yeah, they really are annoying um uh, i want to read uh the phil spencer's quote and takashi's quote uh, as well and then we have a question from justin who i want to address Uh, uh, regarding this deal, it was Phil Spencer who said, quote, we deeply respect the rich legacy of Square Enix and we look forward to building on the relationship that we've established in bringing Final Fantasy uh, 11 to Xbox. I think it should be 14. That's a misquote. And partnering closely with you and Square Enix team on future games, end quote. Takashi Kiru, uh, he said, quote, as CEO of Square Enix, we want to continue to deliver fabulous games to fans across the world. And of course, we want to welcome the Xbox community as well. And starting with today's announcement of Final Fantasy 14 coming to, to coming in spring 2024 and whenever possible, we are planning to bring our games to Xbox for players around the world. We are really looking forward to working closely with Phil and the Xbox team to make this possible end quote uh fascinating to me to see kind of some of the you're clicking it told me off on a reading <laughs> it's like i couldn't Sorry. keep it he's clicking in the dock guys while i'm trying to read quotes that's so <laughs> consummate professional god um solid as a rock so, <laughs> there's so, a shiny look look there's a shiny over me. here <laughs> me. um so in phil spencer's quote working closely with you and square enix uh, team on future games that is interesting and then to see Takashi's quote where he said uh, uh, with today's announcement of bringing Final Fantasy 14 coming in spring 2020, 2024 and whenever possible we are planning to bring our games to Xbox for players around the world to enjoy that's really interesting whenever possible that uh, heavily implies like the Sony exclusivity deals which makes sense and i'm curious logan uh given that we've now learned that activision was able to throw their weight around and demand a better deal for call of duty uh you know an 80 20 split versus 70 30 uh given that we've seen playstation hit these monumental successes and we know that games are selling so well on playstation uh are they are, are companies like square enix in their right to uh demand better deals from xbox as well or uh require or ask that xbox pick up development costs this was something that joseph moran was mentioning to me uh should they should xbox be helping development costs if they're not selling as well you know is there a business element to this or should the deal be the same and we should be getting it to as many games as gamers as possible no i i think that this is business i i think it's with well within square enix's right to 
ask for whatever they can. This is going to have development costs. Mm -hmm. Um, Xbox has not got the install base that PlayStation does, but this is going to be a brand new marketplace for them. It's, Mm -hmm. it's them expanding into areas where they're not currently available, which always shows growth. It always shows a revenue return. So the, the costs should be covered just based on the fact that you are opening yourself up to a new market and there will always there will be incremental like year over year growth for this and and because of that i think that the deal will probably be pretty similar to playstations just just due to the nature like it's an investment on square enix's part but the return's going to be there it will it will most certainly come down to if xbox can offer some sort of deal that involves game pass because as we saw with exo primal and that launch that game did uh, a million copies mm-hmm. sold yep. for something that was launched in game pass mm-hmm. and was actually done did better on xbox than it did on playstation and i think a lot because of the access that game pass affords so it's fun yeah and it's a fun game too that's the other thing too it's 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 just a fun game um so that compared to other games that have been shutting down their games as a service because of just a lack of engagement a lack of of sales um it's clear that if xbox does a deal with with square enix for this there has to be some sort of sweetheart deal for game pass and Mm -hmm. it's it's in it's well within x or square enix's right to say like you guys might need to give us a little bit more of the share just to kind of say like, okay, well, you know, we know that we're going to make some money off of this, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be as big as if you guys were in first place. You don't have right. quite as much room to push. And I'm fine with that because Microsoft has got the money. I don't care what their, what their deals really are. I'm just mm-hmm. glad that they, they finally came to an agreement and we're finally going to get Final Fantasy 14. The thing that I really stuck on was the fact that he said that starting with today's announcement, Final Fantasies, it's like starting with today's announcement to me i'm like that's cool that's starting today with a new ceo mm-hmm. for square enix this is the beginning of the new square enix mm-hmm. and we're going to start seeing cross parity between console generation long or console gener no game between the, t- the consoles yeah between the consoles the launches mm-hmm. for their games and stuff like that so whatever they've got down the line after like forspoken whatever they've got for future Final Fantasy games. Like I'm, I'm hoping the exclusivity deal for 16 drops soon so folks can actually play that on Xbox if they want. And heck, mm-hmm. while you're at it, bring Final Fantasy back to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. idea, right? Who, who yeah. would have ever thought? Yeah, I hear I hear games sell well on the Switch. Rumors, speculation Rumors. at best. Uh, 140 million units sold or something crazy like that. I, I can't imagine they make a lot of money, but it's worth a shot. Yeah worth a shot why not try i guess you know um, yeah Have so some fun I, I agree with you though as far as like cut the deal get the game in there get parity between the platforms uh it's important to not have major gaps in your catalog and then your exclusives can sell your console then your service can sell your console xbox to my estimation has done very well uh in third place, still doing pretty darn well, all things considered. And now with the the Bethesda deal finally bringing uh, Starfield with uh, the, the exclusives that are set to come out next year as far as Hellblade and a few others, I think now we're going to start seeing a boost in either console sales or Game Pass engagement. And this is something else I was uh, discussing with, with uh, Joe about. Like, it, 
is Xbox trying to get the console sale? Well, we see this amazing 40 million number at PlayStation. I don't think you're going to see that kind of a number from Xbox. I think their drive is different. Um, we'll see. I'm curious to follow it, uh, but I do want to get to to Justin's uh, question. Um, Justin wrote in over on Twitter at Old Man Hooch. He said, "Since Final Fantasy 14 is finally hitting Xbox in the summer 2024, and on stage they said when they can, they bring Square Enix games to Xbox. What do you think the next Square Enix game to come to Xbox will be? Um, I hope it's more Final Fantasy love." get all the old games there, get every Final Fantasy thing that you can get so that a gamer can pick up the latest and not not have to bounce between consoles. I think that's important. Um, I don't know that I specifically have a game in mind uh, off the top of my head or off the cuff, but I think Octopath Traveler 2, strange that it skips, right? I, I don't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. I don't like when that happens. Strange that PlayStation didn't get the first one and then they got the second one. That's an odd thing to me. Um, so do you have a take on this one? I do. Um, first off, I, I love the call out for Octopath Traveler 2 because Octopath Traveler 1 did really, really well on uh, Nintendo Switch and mm -hmm. Xbox. Mm -hmm. I think that they should have. I, I I wonder if maybe it was a call like they said, like, oh, well, it didn't do nearly as well as Switch. So so we'll focus on the Switch. Mm -hmm. um, but I hope that they bring that uh, as far as I know. And I'm trying to I'm trying to fact check myself right now. But the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster collections did not come to Xbox. And I they did. that's a miss because there are still a lot of fans of Final Fantasy, like just because. It's just because like Square Enix had those on like the, the the Nintendo systems and the PlayStation systems doesn't mean that there aren't fans of those games on Xbox as well. So just port those over, bring those over to Xbox, get that. That's an easy win right there. Just bring the Pixel remasters over. You don't have to worry about console exclusivity because it's already on Switch and PlayStation. So and Steam for that matter. Um, so just bring that over, let people jump into those old Final Fantasy games and build up that collection, you know, build up that that digital library on Xbox of Final Fantasy games. Then you can start actually moving into uh, trying to get like Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, bring those over as well. I still think that folks having an opportunity to jump into Forspoken when that is available bring that to game pass that's a, a again it was easy win i think a lot mm -hmm. of folks are going to jump into it and those that actually commit themselves like we've already seen like immortals of avium and uh the other one that you're interested in in august atlas fallen, atlas fallen. like mm -hmm. those games not too dissimilar from forspoken and yeah. forspoken looks beautiful but the, the people, combat is similar people ragged on forspoken when the game looked fun yeah. i thought but i grit like writing and representation all that stuff but the game itself looked fun yeah. the problem is that when you have a console exclusive the expectations change if that had been just a third-party game we'd all been like all right cool yeah you know so but for for those that are interested in like immortals of avium and atlas fallen those style of combat systems you're you're going to feel the same the same type of feel with uh and and i think there was what was flintlock is still on my on my like want list uh, and Flintlock and and um, Forspoken are two games that I, I look at and I'm like, yeah, the, the systems there are, are pretty similar. So I think if people gave 
for Spoken a Chance, they'd, they'd be kind of surprised at how fun the game is, despite mm-hmm. like the the questionable writing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, that's um, kind of my thoughts on it, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I agree. Bottom line, guys, I hope that the Xbox community reacts well and supports uh, all the efforts that Xbox is doing. Like, if you're a JRPG fan. Uh, I hope you're checking these out on Xbox. I hope you're supporting the efforts of uh, Atlas bringing their games in, of the Yakuza games, et cetera, et cetera, um, because it's it's a lot of work they're putting in. I'm very curious to get back in to Final Fantasy 14 and see if I can bring if if my character that I played on PC will transfer over when the yes. Xbox hits, because that that was I did a lot of work, man. I put a lot of effort into that, so I'm the curious X- about that. The Xbox release will feature cross-platform play, meaning you can pick up your existing accounts uh, on Xbox and play that's with good. PC and PS5. So that implies that's that you... that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it's, you know, to that end, uh, I saw a lot of people when Exoprimal came out, including like uh, you know Bad Bit and such, upset that they had to make a Capcom ID. Mm. Uh, if you want cross-platform play. If you want cross progression, if you want cross everything, you need those third party accounts. That's just yeah. part of it. That is part it's of it. Smarter um, to go that route too. We, I think we had to do it with Fortnite, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You needed an Epic ID. And so when people were like, oh, I have to make a Capcom ID, it's like, shut up. Like, it's, you want yeah, to crossplay. This is part of it. Um, yeah. When I say yeah. shut up, I'm talking to uh, Joseph Moran and the internet. Um, yeah. But, but really, that is kind of just, if you want that feature, you have to have that third party account so that your stats, your information can transfer between it. It wouldn't make sense to not have it. One thing I will say in defense of their opinions about that though, is companies need to be better about having that stuff really work like smoothly yes. because Capcom really botched it with Exoprimal. I thought, yeah, Capcom messed up on that. Ilphonics messed up on that. Like the whole, the whole, oh, like the trying to, yeah. yeah ghostbusters was i remember we've we've tried to do like cross play with with ghostbusters and Nelphonic's system just does not Mm-mm. it's it's not nearly as as solid as it should be as much mm-hmm. as i love their games um so companies it is the onus is on the companies to make that easy for mm-hmm. console players to be able to do because it's not as easy as just picking up your phone or going to a web browser and doing it real quick fair point i retract my shut up to everybody but that bit <laughs> Okay, I retract. I apologize to everybody but bad bit. Okay, um, I saved you this time, Internet. Remember this. That's right. That's right. Bad bit's when, really the web 3.0 people. When there's a tweet that comes up from 20, 20 in 2009 that I said yeah. that I really regret. Remember this moment. All right. It was a weird Fair. June. <laughs> that's good. All right. Uh Games with Gold, of course, we know Games with Gold is going away as of September 1st. It is uh, going to become Game Pass Core. Uh, this, the service is gone in favor of kind of an established library, uh, which means that the final Games with Gold are going to be through August 1st, uh, August 1st through August 31st. We have the final two games that will be free for those who are still subscribed to Xbox Live Gold. Uh, the two games are going to be Blue Fire and Inertial Drift. Blue Fire is a 3D platformer, uh, kind of like Zelda and Dark Souls. And then Inertial Drift is a racing game that did pretty well in terms of critics. But I really feel like uh, they ended games with gold with a whimper. Uh, and that, that service has been on life support, uh, Logan. But in its lifetime, 
I feel like Games with Gold was overall a pretty good thing. This was a reaction to PlayStation Plus, a fix that Xbox and Phil Spencer brought in in the Xbox One generation when uh, they really needed some wins. Um, and we've seen some pretty darn good games come in from 2013 through 2023. Um, and, and I put a list in our notes, but like Gears of War was in there. Sleeping Dogs was in there. Sleeping Dogs, by the way, one of those underrated games uh, of the 360 generation. And you keep saying that. that. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, all the Gears was, games have been. I can't remember. I think it was Jam Pack Sam. And, and forgive me, Jam, Sam, if, if I'm if I'm mixing it. But he was like, don't don't. Luke is wrong about that. And, what and Sam said no, that? See, no, that's that's what I'm. Sam. I think it was Sam. I don't know if it was Sam. Could have been somewhere else. Probably shut was up, Joe. Sam. It was probably Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Sleeping Dogs is amazing. Like it's a legitimately great video game. It even it might have been day. Kev too. Like I, I don't know. Kev Kev plays only major game. You know what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, is you like the Muffin Mon, Kev? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Butler. Okay, all right. He's ugly. Um, but I want to highlight some more of the, the big games that did come into it to Games with Gold over kind of its time. Split Second was in there. Dead Space 2 was in there. Uh, Dante's Inferno was in there. They did a really good job at, at bringing uh, some of the best Xbox One era games uh, into the service. And it's just, to me, like there were certainly, there was certainly a decline in Games with Gold as Game Pass gained traction. But the reality is that uh, the service did a good job at bringing free games to to budget gamers for a good while. Uh, and I think that's important. I mean, shoot, Darksiders 3 made it in there, and that was a big deal at the time, right? It's kind of like day and date games. and it, It's important. Um, so while it ends poorly, uh, and it could have ended far better. In fact, we have a question from Famous Seamus asking us if, if we were in charge, how would we have ended games with gold? Um, it is sad to see it go on some level. However, I'm all in on Game Pass. Like, it's fine. Um, you know, Blue Fire and Inertial Drift. Check them out if you're interested. Uh, I'm curious, Logan, you know, to, to Famous Seamus' question, what would you have chosen to end games with gold with? Um, I probably, and this is this is the, the fanboy in me speaking, I would have put Sea of Thieves in mm. there. Um, I think Sea of Thieves is one of those pillar games that at this point, five years in, like there's still people buying copies of it and stuff like that. A lot of people still access it through Game Pass, but I think it should have been one of those ones that was just kind of given for free, especially given that it's not going to be something included on core. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's it, it would have been a good one to be like, hey, by the way, here's a here's, mm -hmm. you know, here's Sea of Thieves. Um, that would have been my pick. Uh, it would have been a good pick, of, too. That's a good pick. Oh, you know? I, I mean, it's a it's it's one of my favorite games. It's it's what drove me to the Xbox One uh, ecosystem. But honestly, like the I I recognize like they know that it's one of those games that will will constantly drive uh, uh, people to play Xbox games. Like it is one of their pillar franchises at this point, even though it's the only game in the franchise. But I I genuinely think like you you could do you could do really well with a lot of games on xbox live with mm -hmm. the the gold games but sea of thieves is one that i don't think i've ever seen on there i don't think it's ever ever been listed but i think that would have been the one to end on i think sea of thieves would have been a fantastic one to to finish up with um i was actually talking with some folks who were talking with some folks about <laughs> them keeping 
it was it's secondhand conversations that I'm that I'm bringing up here. But there was a conversation about keeping Xbox Live Gold as an indie focus and trying to see like if they could just use it as a way to promote really good indie games mm-hmm. and offer that for free. Um, I don't I don't personally agree with with that choice. I think indies belong on Game Pass where they're kind of kind of kept within the triple A, double A and indie space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, what, what do you think of that kind of idea? Do you think that these indies are getting any kind of headway? Because I looked at these titles and I was not stirred by them. Um, the idea, the intention behind what, the, what that person saying makes good sense right uh we mm. have time and again spotlighted indies in the interview front for xcp uh in the news front we've discussed a number of times how good the ie xbox program is uh name aside and how much it's supported uh different developers but nonetheless despite twitch uh partnerships despite ign partnerships we still struggle with visibility and in indies in game pass uh and ID at xbox in general uh, it's struggled with finding like a consistent identity amongst gamers to look to to indie games on Xbox. Um, so that that's not a bad thought. They've kind of tried a, a number of approaches over the past few years, but there should be a like indie drop Wednesday or something where they, you know, twice a month or somehow like Game Pass specifically spotlights indies. And it's a it's not niche because it already does that. There are a lot of ways that they do that through rewards and such, but yeah, very few people know about it, right? You got to be already invested. And that's not, that's not the same thing as like summer of arcade. Um, yeah. So um, I did want to answer famous Seamus's question. I would have similar to Logan ended with a bang, uh, but like first party master chief collection gears five would have been good choices. Uh, and even hi-fi rush mm. would have been a great choice given that it's gotten DLC, could have spotlighted like, yeah, this this was on even in Game Pass for the few people that are live gold and not Game Pass. Um, it would have been important to, to kind of have a good send off, I think. But uh, as it stands, Games with Gold will be forgotten and not thought of well in recent years, um, which is a shame because it did do some good things. Uh, it really did a lot of great things. Um, but such is life. It's kind of like watching the player that should have retired years ago finally retire. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we love you. We appreciate you. This should have happened sooner. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so it goes. It's it's interesting because I do think that Games with Gold died when the Series X came out. Same. That's it, how it, I feel as well. It, it pretty much like it died with the end of the Xbox One era. I was always hoping that we were going to be continuing the Xbox One library as we went because I missed out on a lot of these games. Like I was not, I I played a little bit of my 360 back in like 2010 Mm -hmm. and that was about it. So I've, I'm pretty much missed all of the games with gold uh, up until about 2018. So by sleeping dogs. (laughs) I hear it's good. good. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I, I do like the call out for MCC though. I think MCC would be good. I'm surprised you didn't go with Redfall. Uh, Gears Five is a good one. <laughs> Someone play it, yeah. Someone play Redfall. I still um, need to finish it. Actually, that's kind of I, on my docket. It's surprising, you know. And speaking of Redfall, um, there's a conversation I've had behind the scenes with people involved. Like that, that game's really on life support, despite not having like. 
I want my 30, I want my 30 60, to 60 frames. Get the 60 frames. Yeah. Get my um, 60 frames I, patch out there. There'll be some life in there. I'm really hoping to have someone on to talk about Redfall once that patch comes, but uh, it would be well-timed to be around ha- Halloween, I think. Uh, Ooh, because yeah. I consistently say there's something there. Um, it just, it wasn't ready. This should have been an early access. Um, Not to mention there's still two promised DLC characters for the Bite Back edition too. That's right. Yep. Yeah. They, they owe, esta, they owe some content. They owe some content. That's for sure. So, uh, I'll, you know, respotlight Mr. Maddie plays and I had a good conversation about that. So listen to that guys. I'm looking um, forward to it. Uh, a new dashboard is making its way to Xbox yeah. gamers. Logan, uh, this is cool. Uh, it hasn't hit my Xboxes yet, despite telling me that it would and that they're up to date. We <laughs> talked about this prior to like you're doing the earnest laugh. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this new dashboard does a really good job. I look, I watched a video from Tom Warren and a few other, uh, creators out there to kind of educate myself on it. I like it. It looks good. Very clean. Uh, lets themes be on display, uh, very, uh, easy to navigate, I think, uh, mm-hmm. because the current UI is obtuse. If you're unfamiliar, like I, I'm so familiar now that I can just navigate that thing like a boss, but it's not user-friendly. So <laughs> brag much. Jeez. That's right. <laughs> Mr. I know the Xbox UI. <laughs> that's right. Um, nonetheless, uh, I really like the, the UI update. Uh, it is rolling out to different people. I don't really have a ton to say on it. Like I, I put in some show notes here, but it's good that it's happening. Cool. I like that it's happening ahead of this big season where I, th- I suspect a lot of people are going to be getting into Xbox. Yeah. I, so, okay, so here's here's my experience so far with it. I have two Xbox Series Xs, uh, humble brag. Um, oh, 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 look at the this one. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Moneybag. Uh, the, no, Mr. Mister shouldn't have bought that, but because he was having issues with other things, uh, had to test it, and the only way to do that is to buy another Xbox. Um, so I have two. I have the one that is behind this monitor that is really bright, uh, that I use to like stream with and just play like when I'm in my office. Uh, and then I have the one that's on in the living room that's hooked up to the really nice TV. Um, the one that is in the living room has not gotten its update yet. I'm waiting for that one. This one has, and I gotta say, this is the UI they should have launched the Xbox series X with. I understand the drive to have familiarity with uh, like like the ecosystem and transitioning people from the one X and the one and the one S to the series S and the series X. But this UI is snappy. Mm-hmm. It is, it is clean. The one, one thing that I absolutely love is the fact that the buttons at the bottom of um, the Nexus button menu is uh, all at the top. So you have your My Library, you have the story, you have Game Pass, you have the settings, you have the search, all up at the very top. So it's super easy to get to that stuff, which I actually really appreciate. Uh, but the one thing that I really like is there is a dedicated section for new to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And this is something that PlayStation does really well. They do a fantastic job of if you go to PS Plus or you go to their store, they have beautiful sections that really highlight some of the new content that's come. Mm-hmm. And Xbox has this now in this form with this brand new to um, PS uh, Game Pass games. And 
those are the types of things that I want to see pushed because you can always go to the Game Pass app, but the the act of doing that in, is, is kind of one of those like I don't know what to play kind of thing, and you can you just have a, a flood of of things that are trying to like designate whether or not you're this type of gamer or these are the things that are new or these are where your quests are stuff like that but having just the top like six new stuff to to drop into game pass right there on the dashboard is so nice to be able to just be like oh you know i did want to check out that that toem game it's right there i can just Mm -hmm. start streaming it right off of the dashboard uh having the ability to kind of see the different you know you still kind of have your main folders and stuff like that but it's just far more cleaner i really love um having the album art this is another thing that a lot of people really railed against with the ps5 uh because when you when you you know you're playing your ps5 every app every game has its album art and its album art overtakes everything that is on the dash right xbox has done a fantastic job and i actually want to credit a lot of the feedback that they received during this process too because a lot of folks kind of shared their thoughts and opinions about what should happen with this but you can still have all of the games album art kind of take over the ui or or take over the background if you want like that Mm -hmm. is still an option but you can still have your theme be the main theme of the actual one having those dynamic backgrounds especially the work that they put into with like diablo and redfall uh destiny halo you know they've even got like state of decay in there but they've also got the classics like the xbox 360 dynamic background or the original xbox background stuff like that so having those available to still have as your your main theme is like chef's kiss thought process like thinking ahead about how can you adopt what people like about the playstation ui but take it a step further and give players like ownership over what they want to see on the background so it's just overall like it's and and again i it's until you actually get to to play with it you don't really think about it but Right. The UI is is so much snappier on a Series X. It's it's really nice to be able to like pop into my uh, my my entire library and pop back out and not have that weird kind of like delay. Like you're you're it's a it's a you know three millisecond wait, but it, it just feels like it's it's quicker now, and I really like that. So they've they've done a really good job with this. I hope a lot of folks get this sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. because I think they're gonna I, I think they're going to appreciate just how nice it is. Yeah, I, I'm curious how people interact with it as well, because I haven't gotten it yet, right? Like I only have yeah. secondhand watchings and it looks good. It looks good. Um, so if you've gotten it, uh, feel free to leave a comment. Let us know what you think about it, uh, what you think still could stand to be improved as well, because I think this stuff is neat to watch from afar, but I don't it doesn't weigh heavily on me. Um, yeah. So oh, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, the. Guys the media stuff too i forgot about this because like the playstation has like a whole different tab that is like all their media apps mm-hmm. uh right below game pass for me is all of the streaming apps that i have and i used to have that all stuff in like a like a streaming folder so for me at least i don't know if maybe it's because i had it set up previously but having all of like the little entertainment apps like right there on the dashboard mm-hmm. oh that's so much nicer not to have to go digging through menus to try and find like the youtube app or, or crunchy roll or what have you, you know, like Disney mm-hmm. plus, like having that stuff on the front dashboard underneath game pass apps and stuff like that. Really good. Really like that smart change. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, Logan, 
I wanted to bring up Sea of Thieves Legend of Monkey Island. You've been covering this with Keohald. Uh, I know you played through it. We talked about it last week. You talked about how such a great point-and-click adventure realized in 3D in the world of Sea of Thieves. But you asked me something the other night uh, in while we were playing. I think it was Fortnite. Um, you add, Do you remember what you asked me about how you communicate with devs in a live service game? Do you yeah, that it was. It, I wanted to know how does because uh, with Sea of Thieves and this is a little bit of background um all of the updates are free and the, the only way to really communicate with the devs is by by your wallet and through through kind of talking on on social media apps and stuff like that so there's been a lot of discontent recently because Sea of Thieves had to announce that they are delaying season 10 mm -hmm. and that is going to be until October which is kind of a blow given that season nine started on march 17th which mm -hmm. would put season nine at about 200 days long mm -hmm. which given long most time. seasons are are 90 days having it be more than double than that has brought a lot of discontent with the sea thieves community a lot of them are disappointed so the question i had for you was how do you how do you communicate to devs in a game where the monetization is through cosmetics. Like you can't vote for your wallet for a game that gets free updates. Mm -hmm. You know, like how, how do you show that you don't want to support the game because you're not happy with the way it's being run in a mm -hmm. game where you're not buying expansions, you're not paying a monthly fee right. kind of thing. Um, so I toyed with your question. I, I've been thinking about it. Uh, part of me wants to say that the season is not as important as it might seem on the outside, maybe to to someone who's not engaged every day, right? Because I love Sea of Thieves. Again, my measly 900 hours is not enough for the Keelhauled crew. No. Um, hello, Keelhauled crew. I love you guys. I see them when they interact with our tweets. It makes my absolute day. Um, it really does. It really does make me happy when, when they cross. Um, nonetheless, I feel like with Sea of Thieves... While you're not getting a season 10 in a timely manner, then that's a bit of the Halo problem, right? Like Halo mm -hmm. Infinite, incredible game. I really stand by that's a great video game. The live element of it is where it dropped the ball. Um, see, it took way too long for season three to arrive, which was which was so good. Um, so when they're bringing you Legend of Monkey Island, that's a big deal. That's a mm -hmm. lot of work and resources, and they brought it for free. I think they deserve from the outside, you know, outside in, not the everyday player. They deserve a little leeway given how much content is in the game, brought to the game, the consistent uh, consistent quality of life work that they do. A little bit of leeway is allowed. And while season season nine was huge, right? Season eight was pretty big. Uh, season, pretty big. season seven and season eight were big because season seven was captaincy. Season yes. eight okay. was hourglass. Correct. Season nine was a quality of life right. a lot of bug okay. fixes and stuff yeah so um that that lines up i had it a little wrong there i i think they deserve a bit of, a bit more leeway than say the halo team should right mm -hmm. given the amount of content that they've given given that you just got legend of monkey island and that that's a not kind of a three chapter thing that's going to be released over time um if i'm correct yep as far as communicating with devs, and this is a really good question for the community as well, for, for the casual community, for the diehard community, um, engagement says a lot. 
if you are not playing the game, that is telling. I mean, chances are these devs are well aware that it's not acceptable to have a 200 day season, right? Yeah. Um, but engagement says a great deal. And in a world where uh, you've got so many great experiences waiting at your fingertips, if you're a Sea of Thieves player, you're an Xbox player, either on PC or on console, you've got a lot waiting for you. Engagement is really the answer. Cosmetics are what they are in Sea of Thieves. They're very expensive uh, for, for cosmetics. And I have no problem buying a season pass, plunder pass or buying a cosmetic and see if these, because it's a, it's a reliable experience for me every time that gets additive updates. Even the, the captaincy update was incredible, but I was still playing in my mind, see if these still see if these, um, and knowing and seeing what they've consistently done to grow that world. They have my trust and my faith in a way that say three, four, three does not. Um, wow. so engagement is the key answer in my mind to your question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say from a more casual perspective, they do deserve a bit more leeway given the amount of consistency they've given in terms of content, whether it's called a season or not, whether it's called a tall tale or not. Um, it's just a different type of beast, but, uh, that that was kind of my take on it, but I really liked the question. You know, how do you let devs know um, yeah. that you're unhappy? Um, and it's you know, it's not death threats, it's, but it is social engagement, right? Like you should be yeah. engaging on social. Hey, respectfully critiquing is important. Making sure that your critique is not uh, from the niche one percent user, and also not from the person that never plays. Right? There needs to yeah. be a an encompassed uh, version there. Um, I also wanted to note, like when people get mad about stuff that they were never going to play or never going to engage with anyway, it really kind of boggles my mind. I see the Xbox community do this a lot. And I know I'm sure the Mm. PlayStation does too and such, but like I I should not be mad about final fantasy being or not being on Xbox because I have every opportunity to play on my PlayStation. I don't. Yeah. Should I note it in a business sense, discuss it? Yes. But anger, Death threats, that kind of stuff. Like, what are you doing? That, that to me is a very strange approach. I think a lot of people want to dogpile because it's it's them feeling inclusive. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, humans are, are tribalistic in nature. We're constantly looking for buckets to fall into to mm-hmm. be able to feel like we're a part of something. So a, a lot of times I think people are, are willing to like bandwagon uh, mm-hmm. onto, onto causes that they think will will. In, in, and I think we love, we love our drama. I don't care anyone that says that. it's like, oh, I don't want any drama in my life. You're lying. Uh, you you want drama? You just don't. We are so hostile today. <laughs> we be so mean. I'll call people out on that. I think people want drama. They like drama. That's why. That's why so many TV shows do so well. Um, they may not think that they want personal drama, but they like observing drama. Yes. And they'll they'll engage with drama if if they think that they can get away without consequence. Yeah. Um, it's it's only when he you know everyone likes jokes until the jokes about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just depends on on who you're talking to at the time. But I, I this was the, the whole premise, and and a lot of it comes down to the fact that I'm going to be talking with my uh, my patrons this weekend to kind of get their thoughts on the tall tale and stuff. And genuinely, like this tall tale. I believe to be some of the best work rare has done for sea of thieves. Like it is the, 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 the most thought out it is concise. 
it is it is very well designed. Um, mm-hmm. There's only small nitpicks that I can make, but generally most people are going to have a really good time with it. And they launch it and the Sea of Thieves community, and I think this this may be communities in general, they launch it, everyone plays it, they do it once or twice, and then it might as well be dead content to them because they don't feel like they're ever going to go back because they already got everything they want out of it. They're never going to go venture back into that tall tale until maybe the next one comes out and they want a refresher from the first one or they're bringing someone else new into it. So when you have like longer seasons, it feels like they're being, they're, they're not getting served what they should because they paid for the game one time. And, and I always rail against that. It's like, we're, we're, we, I paid for the game, but the expectation that I paid for it was the small amount of content that I expected within the first year, mm-hmm. nothing beyond the five years that we've gotten free content updates. And it, it always kind of hurts me to think like, okay, well, what, what do I do in a game where I'm not, I don't have to give them any more money. I, nothing about what I, what I play in Sea Thieves requires me to give them any more money. So how do I tell them through uh, with my wallet that I'm discontent with the state of the game in a game where I don't have to give them any money. It's like, how do you tell that, that kind of narrative to people outside of social media? Cause not everyone's going to engage in social media. So hearing that people want to, or hearing your perspective and saying like, don't play the game. That is also very difficult because a lot of my friends and I use Sea of Thieves as kind of our digital chat lobby. Mm-hmm. And to not to not have that or to trust that we'll get that somewhere else hurts my my desire to uh, want to. En- it hurts the idea of like being able to engage with my friends on a daily basis. But is that the fault of the game maker? You've gotten no, thousands no. of hours. Yeah. Right. It, like it, when you bought the um, to the player that bought the game what were you expecting? Were you expecting a 60 hour experience, a 10 hour experience? If you're in the thousands, I think, I think that's such a strange thing to think that your $60 should buy you two, 3000 hours worth of new content. Yeah. New content, not fun. That's going to be individual. Anybody's going to be able to decide what's fun or not, but new content, that's a little bit different. Um, to my way of thinking anyway. Um, but I don't think it's the developer's fault that we want to play the game with our friends in that one space and, oh, it's not the way we want it. Mm-hmm. Why can't we go play somewhere else? Like it, their job is, is it, their job is not to be the end all be all for your hub for a friend group. Yeah. And, and, and just to kind of uh, like wrap things up on, on that one, the, the thing that I want to really get across at the moment too is, I I'm playing devil's advocate for the for the most part because mm-hmm. it's a question of discontent with the community members that I've seen mm-hmm. and personally there's a lot that I have left to do in Sea of Thieves. I've not 100% of that game. There's still stuff that I want to do that I w- I will drive towards during this time and the live service team who does like the the community weekends and the small adventure events that happen in game they're stepping up to help fill the gaps uh, mm-hmm. between now and October. And we still have the two more Monkey Island Tall Tales coming out in August as well as September as well too. So as far as content goes or as far as like uh, engagement goes, there's still going to be plenty to do. The difference being is that the headline feature that we were anticipating next month 
is going to be pushed out till October. And then in October, they'll launch season 10. And then what was going to be season 11 content is now going to be released in November. So Mm -hmm. both headline features for both season 10 and season 11 are going to be delivered one right after the other. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be completely flooded with content and, and new stuff for Sea of Thieves in October and November. We just have a bit of a dry spell between then and now Mm -hmm. that's fair that's fair all right logan let's go to some smaller topics here uh i've been playing double dragon gaiden which just came out Uh, i've been playing that for yeah that game is so good that game is is good yes i i love a good beat-em-up um and like you know we're talking about tmnt i love shredder's revenge i love the Mm. collection I'm so stoked for the new movie. Um, having played a lot of Ant Stream lately, which is all the retro stuff, like I'm on a retro kick, and a lot of retro games are beat em ups. Um, yeah. Double Dragon Gaiden is fantastic. It deserves That's to be cool. among the top 10 ever made, I think. It's that good. Wow. Um, like, oh my God. You know, happy people were with Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. Um, to me, this game is better than that. Um, for personally, Dang. right? Okay. And no, now, that's fair. Personally, now I struggle with Streets of Rage. Uh, in terms of difficulty, even mm-hmm. on easy. But one of the cool things about, about Double Dragon Gaiden is that if you beat a boss, you can then play as that boss with all the abilities that boss had. It's not like a wow. nerfed version, uh, which is cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. You don't see that too often. Like Mega Man. Yeah. It, it's, it's be- and it's beautiful. The pixel art is amazing. Um, I, I just, I dig retro games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is lately, but I'm just on that kick, and I really think it's good. So I want to encourage everybody to go check out Double Dragon, Double Dragon Gaiden, uh, for sure. Uh, let's see, kind of in the vein of older games, did you see that emulators were in retail mode, being sold and Patreon? I did. A small group of patrons at a certain creator was like selling ways to get uh, emulators working on the retail version. Yeah. Xbox is now banning them. Um, you can still access it in dev mode, which is 20 bucks to get dev mode, yeah. um, which is interesting. But it's a neat story, and I have em- I have em- really mixed thoughts on emulators, given that game preservation is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that it's not available in retail mode for some reason. I can't argue a point for why I feel that way, but I feel like it's too easy to take advantage of. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than the moral quandaries we may have had back when we were like downloading stuff on LimeWire. Like, mm-hmm. If and this has always been, I mean, this is a, a testament to Steve Jobs. If you make it available for purchase, people would rather pay money to feel like they're they're uh, supporting the the creators, but additionally, you know, legally obtaining uh, licenses for for content. So, uh, I I'm fine with emulators being banned in retail mode. It's a it's a you know it it is one of those things like it will be abused if available. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you're paying for developer mode, you can still do it. The Xbox Series S is still probably one of the strongest emulating machines outside of just straight PCs that mm-hmm. you can have. So the the tools are there. It's just not going to be something that's available in retail mode, which mm-hmm. if you're emulating, you should already be pretty comfortable with getting into the 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 nitty gritty of ROMs and stuff like that. So it shouldn't be a big issue. I'm totally Agreed. fine with them banning it. Agreed. Um I will, I will say again, I love what Anthem is doing. I love what Digital Eclipse is doing. Having read, I've been playing the Calabunga collection lately. Yeah. Just seeing the love that Digital Eclipse puts into so game good. preservation. It's, it's just bar oh none amazing. Um, and so I really, 
love when retro games have a chance to live because if I can buy it, I will. Right. Like yeah. I, I do want to play old games righteously mm-hmm. um, and, and pirating ROMs is not what I would do if given a purchase alternative. Right. Yeah. So I, I really hope that we uh, continuously see efforts on that front. Uh, I noticed also Red Dead Redemption remaster is, is rumor abound. There are rumors all over the place. All different types of assets are popping up. It really looks like this is coming out like really and truly like stronger than just like a, Hey, someone said it really looks like this is happening. My hope, because I think RDR is one of the best games ever made. I think it's mm. up there in the top 10. Um, okay. I hope that this is a real remaster and not that garbage they put out with Grand, Grand Theft Auto, that Grand Theft Auto trilogy. Uh, it was a really disappointing remaster uh, and Rockstar really doesn't deserve trust. Did you follow up with time? that, by the way? Is what it- do you mean by follow up with it? So I, I don't know how many because I know that I, I remember being very disappointed with the, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy when it when it launched. But uh, after following kind of the news cycle of it, Digital Foundry has been trying to keep up on that. And it was a while back, but they released a, an updated video addressing like the concerns that they had with the original. Uh, it's actually in a much better state now. Um, whoever was doing the work on the emulation has gone back and has put it into an acceptable state i wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's a, a digital eclipse level of of reverence for the material uh but compared to what the 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 actual collection launched with um it's it's much better than it was like they fixed a lot of the the major issues especially with like the rain in uh how it was just kind of like an overlay and stuff like that so they've gone in and done some tweaks to it I would still say that it's not worth the full price that they that they're asking for it. If you can find it on a deal, like I think they have deals from time to time, um, mm-hmm. and you you really love those games, uh, you could probably pick up the collection if you don't have the games anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of those games I think are still backwards compatible on Xbox if you have the discs. So I think it's definitely something that they messed up when it first came out but i think they've i think they recognize their hubris and 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 trusting the company that they did to port those if mm-hmm. uh, if i recall correctly and uh I, I think that the state is definitely better than it was at launch uh i did not ever play red dead redemption because I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the ps3 or, or xbox 360 era um or for much time in the ps4 xbox one era honestly coming back into it after eight years um so I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know a whole lot about Red Dead Redemption. I've played a f- fair amount of Red Dead Redemption 2, and I ended up getting stuck on like one mission and, and having no idea like how I was supposed to actually like get through it. So I got, I just dropped off. But I absolutely love that world, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, like the whole cowboy like style that they've got with Red Dead Redemption 2, I think is probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. I've mm-hmm. never seen a Western crafted the, with that that kind of reverence. Uh, and, and it's still one of those things. Like I, I, I think about the the little video where the guy, where, where someone like shot a buzzard and went over to collect it. And it was on a cliff edge. And mm-hmm. that mountain lion comes out of nowhere, knocks mauls him, him knocks yep. him off and he falls. And I'm just like, dude, that's, that is the wild west, man. That is wicked. Yeah. And I just, I, I really love like that world. I really, really want to spend more time in that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of like getting past that one mission so I can continue the story. But seeing that they're 
they're hopefully going to do a Red Dead Redemption remaster. I I hope it's on the same level as Red Dead Redemption Two because it's it's been they're 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 hurting for for people to to you know they need money for this mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Six. It's clear like they're making remasters of old games. If mm-hmm. if GTA Five was doing great, this probably wouldn't be a thing that was happening. But because Red Dead Redemption Two is slow to pick up on the online service because Grand Theft Auto Five is is waning. You know, I, I I see why they're doing this. I just hope that they do it for the right reasons, like the digital eclipse reasons, not the, oh, crap, we really need money. Let's start remastering Resident Evils because it's the only thing we can do to stay afloat right now. Right. I agree. Um, I did look at some videos. It does look like it's gotten better, um, but I that's that's like a armchair doing it while you were talking. Yeah, not amazing. Definitely better. Yeah. Um, Logan, for time, let's go ahead and, and jump on down to... Uh, some of our listener questions before we do that guys i do want to let you know if you're if you're watching on youtube and you haven't clicked like or subscribe please consider doing that uh and if you haven't checked out some of the recent interviews we've done with antstream and everspace 2 would love for you to do that and you can look forward to currently scheduled um marble it up and double dragon developers i've got them lined up for this week so if the schedule holds and sometimes it changes why did you what did you oh i'm just i'm looking forward to the marble up and double dragon interviews i oh. i just i marble it up looks fun i just it is fun <laughs> it looks it's so fun. much fun that was a fun demo to, to discover during the demo uh fest and such um but yeah i'm looking yeah. forward to if the schedule holds then uh, i'll be chatting, chatting with both of them this week uh and i'll release them over the next two weeks um so there we go yeah next week rocking and rolling all right uh logan uh ellery uh, wrote in uh, she's one of our patrons uh they're one of our patrons uh what are your next three games to play uh three next three games i can't read next three games on our to play list Ooh. oh i just finished axiom verge 2 uh and i'm currently kind of messing around in the cowabunga collection mm. so a couple of the couple of the cowabunga collections i'm stuck in the last level of hyperstone heist uh, which is weird. Uh, but my two like new games are Immortals of ABM and Atlas Fallen. Like I'm looking forward to those two. Yeah. That's really tough, honestly, because <laughs> I know you, like I'm, I'm letting Atlas Fallen and Immortals of ABM kind of be your baby. I really mm-hmm. am not like, I'm not, not gunning to those. play those. No, like I, I think they look cool. I think they look good, but uh, they, they look so double A that I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Not doing those. Uh, especially just cause there's still, I still have like f- games from earlier this year that I, I really want to go back to, uh, and it's a mental state thing for me at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously like things like Redfall and Star Wars, Zelda, those are the three that I want to go back to, to finish up. Um, mm-hmm. I want to play Dead Island too. I really, I really want to jump into that. It's just a that's fun game. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is, is like, I just haven't had the time, um, cause I've been playing, all my games as a service right now to try and make sure that I'm, you know, getting my value worth out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like looking forward to the next few games that I want to jump into, it's it's definitely going to be Starfield. Um, I'm absolutely stoked to jump into that and and just fly around and be goofy. I, I kind of want to make the cowboy bebop in Starfield. Like I, if I can make the bebop, that would be fantastic. But that's my mm-hmm. that's my goal. Uh, and I definitely I'm going back to Phantom Liberty Cyberpunk Cyberpunk was on sale for like 15 bucks this week for PS4 it's uh the cheapest you're probably going to find it before Phantom Liberty launches Mm -hmm. so I definitely want to jump into Cyberpunk when that comes back out um and 
it's probably going to be Assassin's Creed Mirage after that. I, I feel like I'm trying to be very, very conscientious of, of my time because it's Starfield, a huge RPG. It's mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, huge RPG. And then after that, it's either Spider-Man or, or Assassin's Creed Mirage. And it's probably mm-hmm. going to be Assassin's Creed Mirage because it comes out sooner. So September for me, that's soccer season coaching the boys like I I will I will be hard pressed to get some of the bigger things done until the end of October so like I'm going to be sending you some of that stuff. I'm like here you go buddy like here's the code go for it <laughs> ready luck. for those hours yeah um it's kind of cool also like I was going to send I was going to think it's like sending you the codes for like sea of stars and stuff if you were interested but coming to game pass coming to playstation plus I love seeing that yeah right? yeah I love that stuff that's, that's good it's so crazy because I really loved um, the messenger. I thought that the messenger was a fantastic game. Okay. CS stars looks amazing. Like, mm-hmm. holy cow, man. They, they know how to do pixels over there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just, it's, I'm not that type of turn-based guy. Like I don't oh, like, like I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, super Mario RPG, which is, is getting a remaster and stuff like that. But at the same time, my brain is like, that is the only RPG I think I've ever actually genuinely finished. I I just do not touch turn-based RPGs. I can't I can't live with how many turns I have to waste healing up my my characters in in just how many rounds it takes. So see if our see if see if stars. I think my brain just died. I had a Mitch McConnell moment there. See if stars oh, is God. one of those uh <laughs> games where it's just <laughs> sorry i broke luke sea of stars is just one of those uh games that i i will i will watch with anticipation from a distance and l- listen to probably kevin uh the muffin mon um play that and, and get his thoughts on that because i i don't think either of us are really big our uh, turn turn-based rpg players no mm, no yeah yeah definitely not <laughs> definitely not that is that is not my area it's not my area and i i do turn to project x talk the muffin mon uh if i need information on that 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 genre so i'll encourage people to go check that out um that's a fun show and of course they're part of our community which i love um also um uh uh i just uh, what uh, oh my gosh xbox drive um sean capri not sean they hit episode uh ryan turford ryan oh my god Again, yeah, sorry. So 300. Congratulations. So straight. I, I'm going to go to the doctor because I feel like Mitch McConnell right now. I swear to God. Stop saying. I, I, <laughs> it's okay. He's an awful human being. Yeah. Well, he's got end of life uh, written all over him. So it's okay. Um, it got to stop. Yeah, sorry. I just, the, politicians are too old. Every politician, every party, they're too old. Look, uh, we're, we're not we're not saying that you you know we're not saying anything bad about human beings in general. We're just saying that much like Xbox Live games with gold, politicians should have an end of life. Like that's just like let's let's switch over to Xbox Game Pass Core in our in our in our <laughs> government. You're stretching this analogy, but I appreciate you trying to get back on track. <laughs> All right. No, yeah. Sorry, Ryan. I love you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dano12 asks, uh, he's one of our patrons as well, if you could choose one game that hasn't released on Xbox Game Pass uh, this year or ever, which one would it be? Doesn't matter the platform. Darksiders Genesis. That's a great video game. That is a great video game. Love that game. Um, 
That's what I think should be on Game Pass. It's so good. So good. I just, uh, I'm trying to think of a game. If I could choose one game that hasn't released on Xbox slash Game Pass this year. And like, easy would be to be like Spider-Man or something, you know, but like, yeah, realistic, you know, real. Yeah. Realistically. Um, I can't really think of like one on, on Game Pass. Again, if they, if they could manage to do this, I swear to everything that is wholly about coffee that they should bring Resident Evil to Game Pass. Yeah, you've been on that for a bit. It's just, it's, it, they just, I mean, it would be a huge win. I genuinely think like, it, and even if it's Village, just bring Village over. I mm-hmm. think people would really, really love to have Village accessible on Game Pass. It would be a huge win for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. We haven't had like, I, gen, I can't seven think of the, Village. Seven yeah, Seven village. would be, Seven would be good too. Just to have like the, have like the, the, the Ethan, you know, can't have a face guy uh, storyline all on, all on Game Pass. But, I can't think that when was the last time we got like a huge, just major announcement for Game Pass that just like rocked everyone's socks? Uh, a month and a half ago, uh, Metaphor. Metaphor. The the Atlas game, new Atlas game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, that so was... that's one I forgot. I completely forgot about Metaphor being Game Pass because no one expected Atlas to release a brand new game on an Xbox yeah. console ever. <laughs> So that's fair. Okay. So not my bag, but definitely a, a really good win for Xbox or for Game Pass. Yeah. Last question uh, comes from Edward Varnell. Do you think uh, Sega would bring a new virtual fighter to Xbox exclusively? And would that cause Sony a problem if it's not uh, in the next Evo tournament? Um, I don't think you'd get a fighter exclusive. I don't think that's a good move uh, in today's like market and environment. I think fighters anything that that needs a community to thrive like a fighting game community you want that in as many places as possible cross play uh cross platform everything if you can possibly do it i don't think it would cause sony a problem as far as evo is concerned uh while sony does own stake in evo i don't think they would neglect like they wouldn't neglect a new killer instinct or a new virtual fighter if it was exclusive i don't think that would make sense because the fighting game community would react uh, accordingly um, but as far as bringing a fighter exclusively to xbox i don't think that's likely to happen unless it's xbox funded xbox published um, just doesn't make sense to me when you you know street fighter is a good example they just came multi-platform uh, and they hit a, a sales mark recently which off the top of my head i don't remember but street fighter 6 not exclusive whereas street fighter 5 was it just doesn't make sense to have a fighter exclusive but good question edward um yeah. shout out to boss rush network and nintendo power block yeah i i definitely i think it'd be funny if they did that i think it'd be fantastic because it, it, because of sony own, owning evo and stuff like that so i think it would be really cool i do think that virtual fighter of the fighters is a a, a very you know very respected history mm-hmm. um but fighters i think just in general need to be on cross uh, multiple platforms to be to be comfortable i would love to see <laughs> i would love to see a virtual fighter uh like legacy collection mm-hmm. come out from digital eclipse mm-hmm. and then just just have them put it on switch just to be oh, that type of <laughs> you are the devil the devil <laughs> <laughs> he wanted that and he cared not if God forgave him. <laughs> yep. 
All right, Logan. I think that's a good spot to wind up for this week. Would you let people know what they can look forward to over on Keelhauled and where to find you? Yeah, so um, Keelhauled uh, episode coming up this this week is going to be the Gold Hoarders. It's my patrons. We're going to sit down for an hour and try to have a civil discussion about season 10, but also uh, talk about Monkey Island, uh, Tall Tale, see how how people feel about it. It's it's my episode to kind of give to the to the community members to kind of let them have a voice uh, because so often and not um, as podcasters, you know, a lot of folks have really good thoughts and opinions and stuff, and we don't really have a way to, to showcase that outside of like questions. So mm-hmm. the community episode, uh, always, always really good people coming in. We're doing that this week. Outside of that, um, I'm over on threads, uh, at CAPT underscore L O G U N. I'm also on X at CAPT underscore L O G U N. Uh, but the best place to find us is going to be in the Patreon discord, um, in the XCP discord server. Cause that's just, it's much, much easier to get a hold of me and have a discussion as opposed to trying to do that through any kind of social media, but any social media engagement is always appreciated too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and listeners, again, you can find me on Twitter X, uh, threads, hive at insipid ghost. Uh, and of course, XCP is on all your podcast platforms of choice. And you can look forward to two interviews coming up, Marble It Up and Double Dragon. I've also got one or two that I'm working on that might come together last minute. Um, bigger, bigger games tend to be like that. So as opposed to scheduled far out. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Take care. Gotta say bye. Gotta say it. You're just frozen awkwardly. Say bye. You're weird. Thank you.